And so, you know, a lot of people hear about chocolate, they've heard about that. Um, not as many people have heard about grapes and raisins. Welcome to Mouthful. I'm Lori Lynn Barker. Mouthful is a podcast about food, culture, and the makers in the world. On today's episode, I'm talking with Kim Gablin, Senior Marketing Director of Bill Jack Dog Food. Mouthful is sponsored by CCF Documentation. Let CCF develop your e-learning or instructional video training. From training assessment to course creation and LMS administration, CCF is your one-stop training resource. Check them out at ccfdocumentation.com. During this time, a lot more of us are at home with our pets. Do you know how to keep them safe? Do you know what to do when you take them for a walk? I asked Kim Gablin from Bill Jack to join me again to talk about pet safety and all the things we can do during these times. So you're here to talk about how to keep your animals safe. And it's more important, like right now, all of us are isolated and are on stay-at-home quarantine. Tell us about some of the things we can do to keep our animals safe. Yeah, we know this month is Poison Prevention Month, and so we really do a lot of outreach to make sure that people understand that there are so many things around the house that you maybe don't think about um, that can be really dangerous for your pets. What are some of the things that are dangerous to them? So, you know, um, if you think about things kind of room by room, um, you can think about the laundry room, for example, um, those little dryer sheets that you use those can be very toxic to your pet, right? If they just lick them or chew on them, or if they ingest them, that can be very dangerous. Um, or, you know, for example, if you're thinking about it's getting warmer, people are starting to go outside and, and spend a little bit more time outside. If your dog has access to the garage, um, that can be a dangerous place too, because there are things like fertilizers out there that they could get into. Um, insecticides or rat poison can be very dangerous, especially if you put it around the yard or maybe in the house but you want to make sure that they can't access where those are stored or where you put them. Um, and then certainly there's, um, you know, other things like antifreeze can be also very dangerous to your pet. There are some like dog safe antifreezes, but um, even those uh, you want to have, you know, get to them and make sure that they're put away so that your dog's not getting into them as well. So those, those are just some things. One of the things I hear a lot about um, that people talk about is vitamins and, you know, the things we take, right? Like acetaminophen or ibuprofen, um, you know, it's just so easy for us to be taking one of those things and to drop that pill. And then, you know, I don't know about your dogs, but my dog is, he's fast, you know, okay. so, he's on it. So, 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 you know, you want to make sure that when you're taking your pills, um, it's so easy to drop one of them that you're taking them someplace that's in a safer place, for example, because um, just a small pill for them, obviously we're a lot bigger than they are. That can really do a lot of damage to their systems. Um, and I also hear a lot about um, food. You know, you've probably heard a lot about food and dogs. Right. And so, you know, a lot of people hear about chocolate. They've heard about that. Um, not as many people have heard about grapes and raisins. And we really don't know why, Lori, grapes and raisins are bad for dogs, but, um, but they have a negative impact on their metabolism. And it only takes a few. So you really want to make sure that if you've they've gotten into some grapes or raisins or wine, um, you know, the same thing along that lines, that you're also paying attention to that as well. Um, and then, you know, one of the more recent ones is uh, xylitol. Have you heard of xylitol? Yeah, so it's in gum, right? It's like an artificial yes. sweetener. Yes, and you know, sometimes it's showing up in like artificial candies. Um, I think there have been some instances where it might show up in peanut butter, like sugar-free varieties. So it's really important to kind of know what's in the things that you're giving your pet 
or if they accidentally get into something, that's, you know, that's really important to kind of know that those things could be dangerous and to make sure you're reading the labels on what, um, what you might be looking at um, in terms of what they got into. And then, you know, certainly, excuse me, kitchen, you know, kitchen areas, getting into um, any kind of like detergent. So, you know, your dishwasher detergent, you know, some of those little like gel packs that they have or detergent packs that they have, both for your dishwasher and your laundry detergent might also be very interesting to your pet, right? And then they might get into them and then even they could burn their mouth or accidentally ingest some of that as well. Um, and it's especially important right now because of everybody has so many like hand sanitizers around and they have yes. Clorox and you've got to be really careful because like you said, dogs are quick. Yes. Well, and you, and you might be home, you know, I look at me, I'm home right now working from home. And so this is one of my work from home days. And so, uh, you know, that might mean that your dog is out a little bit more. You know, my dog might be in his crate when I'm at work. But now because I'm home, he might have the opportunity to maybe get into something while I'm paying attention to my computer or doing something else. So, you know, that's why it's really important to be able to know when that, you know, when that might, what might be happening and kind of what they're getting into. Yeah, I know my dogs are quick. They sit there and they're like, hey, let's go. Let's go now. <laughs> so yeah, they'll um, look for something to do, right? <laughs> right, right. And that's how I usually get them to take their medicine and stuff. Because if they won't take their medicine, you kind of like drop it on the floor and you're like, don't do that. Don't do that. And they go run over, <laughs> and, you know, and that, that's all yeah. they wrote. Yeah. Um, well, and, what, you know, and what I feel like is really important, you know, a lot of people don't always know the signs, right? So, you know, you might know that, oh, these things are dangerous, but then how do you know if maybe your dog might have gotten into them? And so, you know, some of the things to look for are things like um, lethargy, you know, if they're, if they're lethargic, right? If they're not moving around as much, if they're not eating, they've got a loss of appetite. If they have diarrhea or, you know, if they're um, vomiting or vomiting up blood, right? Those are all really bad signs, right? That you should pay attention to, right? Maybe give your, vet, your veterinarian a call. Um, one of my favorite tips um, when it comes to thinking about like these kind of emergency situations is, you know, a lot of us have our veterinarian in our cell phone. You know, do you have your emergency veterinarian in your cell phone? I do not. <laughs> yeah, and so a lot of people don't. And so what I, what I always say is like, you know, I have an, uh, in case of emergency. Right. Um, well, I have an ice vet in my, in my phone, right? So if you're even, you know, if you're at home and you need to ask a quick question to the emergency veterinarian, it's a really great way to be able to have that information with you, no matter if you're on a dog walk or if you're at home and you just want to get to that information quickly, that, that time can matter. And, you know, I have to tell you, Lori, I have personal experience with this. Mm -hmm. So um, my, um, I had a, a couple years ago, I had a July 4th party and my aunt was over and one of my cousins put her purse on the floor and my dog is very curious, very curious. <laughs> so he, he, of course, got into her purse and ate an entire pack of sugarless gum. That's not good. And, and yeah, so I, and so thankfully we knew right away, we had seen, he had left part of the wrapper on the floor and my husband saw it immediately, asked my aunt, you know, how much gum she had. And it was, a, it was literally a whole pack, which is very lethal to a, like a 10 pound dog. And, um, and so I was able to um, called the veterinarian. We were able to get the dog there probably within an hour, you know, even before he was ex exhibiting symptoms. And because we knew, we were able to tell them what it was that he ate, um, when we thought he might have eaten it, and kind of what was happening. Um, they were able to, thankfully, he's you know, here to tell us about it today, right? He's here to <laughs> so, so, you know, it really can make a huge difference in the outcomes of what happens when you know kind of what some of the signs are and what to do, you know, quickly to be able to help. Yeah, I, my dogs have not really gotten into it. Oh, I take that back. One of the dogs has eaten a bee, a wasp. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, gosh. You know, you know, swollen face, run to the vet. 
Um, but usually our dogs usually like to eat the wildlife in the backyard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going through my Facebook and the other night, Art, my husband walked out and he was like, Hey, guess what? Frankie has, he has a dead squirrel. And I'm going through my Facebook this week and it's like, Brody has a dead squirrel. Three years ago, Frankie has a dead squirrel. So I don't know <laughs> if the squirrels are just falling out of the trees or they're actually capturing them. But yeah, it's like, you know, it's like the killing fields in our backyard. So they're good hunters, nice but they're good hunters. <laughs> yeah, not really not nice to say. I know we're living in some bizarre times right now. And I know yes. from personal experience that I'm running out of dog food <laughs> and my husband will go to the dog to, to the store and he's like, they are out of dog food. Can people utilize Bill Jack to get the dog food to them? Are you having good deliveries, fast deliveries? You know, right now, um, the good news is, is that we're producing, we're doing our normal stuff. Um, we're shipping to all of our retail out outlets, you know, so everything seems to be going well for us. Um, I think that, you know, obviously everyone, you know, like you were saying, it's kind of uncertain times. Everybody's a little worried. Um, and, you know, everybody wants to get maybe an extra bag or two of food. And so, you know, an extra bag, I think is great. You know, I think that that's an easy thing to do. But, you know, also trying to be thoughtful, right, about, hey, you know, if, if you can take one bag or, or maybe take two at most to get home and be able to have the next kind of months covered, I think that that would be really great. And then be able to leave that for someone else. So, I mean, we do, um, I know uh, we do on our website at billjack.com, we actually have a store locator. And so if maybe your usual store is out of it, you might be able to look for another store that's nearby that may also carry it or, you know, look online as well. So I know that that's also been very busy for a lot of people that they've been right. instead of going to the store. So yeah, it can be a little bit challenging these days. Well, tell me a little history behind Bill Jack. Yeah, you know, um, Bill Jack was um, started in 1947 by Bill and Jack Kelly. Oh, there you go. Just coming in. So that's where Bill Jack comes from. It's one of the questions I get all the time. And um, and it's uh, it's really kind of a neat story because they had um, come out of World War II. Um, they were in the Army. And um, they had had farms. You know, they'd been, they grew up on a farm. And so they wanted to, you know, see what they could really do. They knew nutrition made a very big difference in how animals did, you know, in their health and their well-being, you know, in their production. So they really wanted to see how they can improve that. And back then that was a lot of really, um, you know, a lot of vegetable proteins were being used. People were feeding a lot of scraps back in 1947. You know, they weren't really feeding dog food. It wasn't really a big thing back then. And so they, they really developed one of the um, early versions of dog food that had, you know, more protein in it and was really focused on that. And so we really, you know, now, you know, fast forward 70 some years later and, you know, here we are and we really, um, we're really still focused on that. We really feel like starting with the best ingredients is really great, but what's really important is if you start with those ingredients, you want to make sure that you actually cook those ingredients properly so that you can have as much of them at the end of the process in the food as possible. And so uh, we start with 25 pounds of fresh chicken to make, uh, for example, our adult select dog food. And, um, and so uh, and that's to make a 30 pound bag of dog food. So um, we think that's very important to be able to do that. And then because you start with all those great fresh ingredients, that fresh fat and fresh chicken. And then what happens is, is that we then gently cook it. And so we cook it in a way that no one else really does. Um, it's very unusual, very slow cook that allows us to put in all that fresh chicken and then to help 
preserve the nutrients and the taste that come out of that. And so what we get out of it is a, a dog food that people um, really, we get a lot of great feedback from people about how their dogs love the taste of it and their dogs are really happy on it and do really well on it. And so but it always makes us happy to hear, right? That's always what we <laughs> want to be able to do is, is help people have a great, long, happy life with their dogs. What are some of the brands that you have or some of the different formulas that you have? Yeah, you know, we, um, we have uh, some different ones. You know, one of the ones that we most recently launched is called Picky No More. You know, we really heard a lot from parents and it can be very frustrating, right? When your dog's not eating, you're worried about them. You're having to sit on the floor and hand feed them. You're having to make food for them. I mean, there's lots of different stories, right, that we hear. And so we really wanted to be able to make a food that, um, that, that pet parents could feel great about and be able to help them solve that picky problem. And so um, we, we have that out there in both a small, medium, and a large breed size. Um, so there's some, some different formulas for that. Um, and then we also have, you know, some life stage sizes. So we have small breed and medium breed and large breed um, formulas. And, you know, um, you know, obviously uh, another thing that's really kind of trending out there is, you know, dogs are overweight. So, you know, it's really important that there's, I want to say that there's about 53% of dogs are overweight based on the uh, Center for Obesity Prevention. Uh, Prevention. So they've been really talking a lot about how we can kind of help people. So, you know, being able to measure your food is really important. And, you know, use foods like a reduced fat formula might also be very helpful for people to kind of help manage their dog and help them live a long healthy life right because you know that can put a lot of extra strain on their joints and on their systems right on their um, heart and so we want to make sure that they're at a real healthy weight so we've got a reduced fat formula for that and then um, last but not least we also have a sensitive solution right so if you have a dog with sensitive skin or sensitive stomach um, you know, it's, it's nice and uh, gentle food and um, it has some white fish in it. So it's nice, um, you know, to be able to provide some extra protein. It's very gentle for the dog to, to uh, digest. And so uh, we get a lot of really great feedback on that as well. So, you know, not every formula fits every dog. And so we really try to have a wide variety to be able to meet the needs that, that people and their dogs have. What does Bill Jack do to engage with the community? Yeah, you know, we um, we really try to do a lot to be able to talk with our, um, what we call our Belljack family, right? So um, uh, on our website, you can actually sign up for our Best Friends Club. So uh, we send out an email about once a month. We uh, curate um, and write about three or four different articles. You know, some of them are about nutrition. Some of them are about training. Um, some of them are just about fun facts about dogs or like dog movies that we love, you know, those kinds of things. So we try to try to kind of cover the gamut. Um, and we send that out once a month. And uh, we also have some uh, coupon offers that are out there that you can actually um, then request when you get an email uh, that we can send you. Uh, we, we also are on Facebook and uh, Pinterest and Instagram. So we'd love to hear about your dog's stories and if you've tried BoJack and how it went. And, um, you know, we'd love to see kind of what your, what your dogs are learning, like with our BoJack treats. I mean, we get a lot of great com compliments on our treats. They're um, great training treats. Uh, we have some small ones called Little Jacks. That are perfect for training, especially if you're, you know, training over and over again. You know, you want to be able to maybe break them in half and give them a smaller treat, and they stay together really easily. So um, we really try to kind of um, get that information and um, share it. And and what we love to do is uh, every Friday um, on Facebook and Instagram, we share our Bell Jack Believer of the Week. Uh -huh. And so to hear your stories about how they got involved with Bell Jack and what they love about Bell Jack, and, and learn more about their dogs. And so that's kind of one of the fun things that we do as well. And Bill Jack actually gives back to the community also. Yeah, you know, one of our treats, uh, we actually have um, America's Butt Dogs Treats, and we've been partnering with them. It's been a little over 10 years, and uh, we actually um, sell those treats and then 
part of that, part of the sale price goes to America's Vet Dogs for them to be able to help provide service animals, you know, service dogs for um, veterans and first responders in need. So um, we've been, it's really been one of those things that's been really great. We, um, we, like I said, we started that about 10 years ago and it's something that we know that Bill and Jack would be very proud of uh, because, um, you know, being veterans themselves, they would really understand kind of why that was. And so that's one of the things before, Bill's not with us anymore, but before he died, it was one of the things that we had started and he thought it was one of the most important things we could do. With everybody being at home right now, just spoiling the hell out of their dogs, dogs are just like, oh, yay, mommy and daddy are home. My, <laughs> my cat actually just walked into the interview, so that's what, that's what you saw me looking at. Tell us about your website, because I know that a lot of people are engaging with their dogs right now, and on your website, you actually offer training tips, and you also have videos. Yeah, you know, we really, um, we really try to provide a lot of um, information, right, to have, uh, to have people be able to learn and make it easy to learn and fun to learn about how to take care of your dog. And so we've actually partnered with uh, Joel Silverman, who is a longtime trainer, um, and uh, he also used to have a TV training, uh, you know, TV show, if you remember that, mm -hmm. um, on Animal Planet. And um, Joel uh, actually has done some videos for us, and they're, you know, they're very short. They're maybe a minute or two in length. And they'll give you like some quick training tips. And so, you know, if you're ready to take a work break <laughs> and your dog, your dog is like looking for something to do or looking for a treat, you know, you could spend five minutes. That's all you need to do and, and, and train them. Um, you know, we also have a lot of nutrition information on our website um, and, you know, a lot of information about, you know, being a new puppy owner or a new dog owner. So there's a lot of information on there to be able to do that as well. There's a huge breed library with over 300 breeds. So, you know, even if you're getting a mixed breed, you might want to learn a little bit about their history and kind of what makes them special or different or kind of what they were bred for to have a little bit, you know, kind of a window to their soul in terms of understanding kind of a little more about your dog and, and why he might be special in the way that he is. There's also a trend going on right now where a lot of people are fostering animals because we are an a certain uncertain time and we're all being asked to stay home so a lot of people are fostering animals so you're saying that we could go to your website and get a lot of good tips on how to assimilate them to the house how to train them mm -hmm. a lot of people are getting puppies yes yeah you know it's, it's really great i mean there's a lot there's a lot to think about right in terms of what you need when you bring a dog home um, what you might want to have in the household um, you know, uh, tips and tricks about how to help them be potty trained and how to help them be a good dog and kind of know what you expect and get them on a schedule. So yeah, all those things are out on the website. And you know, it is, it's a great time. You know, we're doing a lot of social distancing, right? So it, it'd be great, you know, maybe, maybe you're alone right now. And so it'd be great to be able to maybe foster a dog or, you know, or a cat and be able to help them kind of get to their next house. It might not be you, but at least you can help them in the meantime and they can help you a little bit as well. Well, there's all kinds of foster failures out there, including myself. So, <laughs> you know, I think a lot of these animals are going to find very good homes when this all ends. Um, is there anything else I need to ask you? What are some of the things that we should be concerned about with our pets as far as COVID-19? Yeah, you know, there's um, certainly been a lot of questions, right, about COVID-19 and kind of how does it affect our pets and how in our interactions with our pets. And so, you know, we just like everyone else, we're learning, right, with the CDC, with the American Veterinary Medical Association. It's really important to kind of be keeping track of what they're saying, right? And at this point, they're not expecting, right, that there's a lot of interaction necessarily there between us and our pets in COVID-19. But, you know, with that said, I think it's always really important to, you know, have good hygiene. 
you know, so you make sure that, you know, if you're, if you're petting your dog, you might want to wash your hands before you pet them just to make sure that you don't have anything on them, any germs. You might want to make sure after you pet them that you also are washing your hands, you know, helping to keep their things clean. So, you know, things like their bowls, you know, their bedding, um, them, you know, they're, they're, yeah. You know, one of the challenges for me is I have a Bashan and so they normally need to be groomed and oh, I know. <laughs> cut and everything. So, um, you know, now there's, you know, I know, I know that the usual places I usually go to groom are closed right now. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe there's a bath in our future here at, at home too. Right. So kind of things to make sure. And then, you know, of course, if you're sick, right, I get a lot of questions about, well, if I'm sick, you know, what should we do? Um, you know, I think that it's important to then also distance yourself from your pet, right? Is there someone who can maybe help you um, take care of your pet so that as you quarantine yourself away from your family and friends that you're, that maybe there's someone else who can take care of your pet and make sure that they're okay while you're sick. And then once you're recovered, then you can be reunited with them. I think one of the myths that are out there is not a myth, but one of the things that people really need to know is that animals do not get the virus. They don't carry it. They don't get it. So you're really safe to be around your animals right now. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what they're saying. So like I said, you know, we continue to watch and make sure that that's what the experts are saying. But yes, there's been no reason why the CDC or the AVMA have, have reason to believe that, that um, the pets are really subject to COVID-19 at this point. Thank you to Kim Gablin from Bill Jack. And remember to visit their website, BillJack.com. On just a little side note, you are able to get curbside service from PetSmart right now, and they don't seem to be out of everything. I've had to use it several times. They even load it into your car. So here's a little quick shout out to PetSmart. And don't forget, if you're out of dog food, out of Bill Jack, they'll deliver it to your car. Mouthful is sponsored by CCF Documentation. Whether you want to train your employees or teach your customers how to properly use your equipment or product, or you are wanting to market your expertise to the world, online training is fast becoming one of the most sought-after forms of training in the business world today. Providing flexibility as well as consistency, e-learning will get your new hires or customers trained faster and with less resources. At CCF Documentation, we provide customized e-learning solutions geared to proactively and efficiently train your employees or customers with measurable training outcomes. To maximize your training effectiveness, contact CCF Documentation at ccfdocumentation.com. The Ladies Chit Chat Club is still going strong through these difficult times with all the stay-at-home quarantines and no contact this and no contact that. All of us are going through different phrases day in and day out. One of us will be up, one of us will be down, one of us will be furloughed, one of us will be employed. So if you're interested to hear our take on what's going on in this world, download our latest episode available on iHeart. That's the Ladies Chit Chat Club. Look for me on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And also feel free to contact me at mouthfulthepodcast at gmail.com if you have a question, if you'd like to be a guest, just feel free to reach out to me at mouthfulthepodcast at gmail.com. With Mouthful, I'm Lori Lynn Barker. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Cheese bags.